God. Can we can we have the worship band go back up, please? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, everybody. How are y'all today? Good. I'm Pastor Don. <laughs> Great day. This is exactly what. No, that's all right. That's good. That's good. At least they didn't boo when I said that. If you were uh, at the Holy Spirit weekend uh, this weekend, would you please stand if you were at that gathering this weekend? Please, God. What's the last song y'all sang? Yeah, that, that's, that's, yeah. Can we do a little bit of that? These people that you see standing participated in um, a time with a gentleman by the name of Mike Flynn, who was an anointed man of God, who, with a very powerful, simplistic way, teaches us that the things of the Spirit are real now, today. So I want you to look at look at these people. I want you to identify them. It's, it's a few more that probably not here uh, but these people have been trained by the grace of God to minister yeah I know we already got you know, we see Jesse over here Jesse already training people and all that and so we know that our hearts have always been open to these things and I'm, I'm believing that what happened this weekend is a catalyst for more people being free to be free and ministering to one another and ministering out on um, the streets. And so I want to, I just want to help you touch some things. So today, me, Leslie, my wife, just so you know, there's prayer every Sunday, one hour before the service. You are welcome to come. We pray for this time. And it's amazing. It's amazing. We can't make this up. How many times we pray stuff, we haven't talked to the people over here, we come over here, they say what we said over in the premium. So Makita gets up today and quotes the scripture, not by Mike, nor by Papa, by my spirit, says the Lord. Just before we left praying, Leslie quoted the same scripture. And we prayed into it. So this is what I need you to do right now. This is, and I, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm doing with stuff I learned from Mike because I'm, I'm, I'm just crazy anyway, you know. And so sometimes I just be crazy, and that can scare people. You see what I'm saying? So I learned from Mike. You got to prepare people when you know crazy stuff is going to happen. You tell them in advance. There's a possibility today that something crazy could happen. Something that you're not used to. Something that might make you uncomfortable. But one of the things Mike taught us, and it wasn't Mike really, the Holy Spirit taught me this a long time ago. I refuse to sacrifice being comfortable at the expense of the accuracy of God. I'd rather have an encounter with God than just be comfortable. You see, my friend, because I wonder how comfortable it was on the cross. I'm preaching now, preacher. You are preaching now, buddy. Now you're preaching. Oh, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. <laughs> Do you love him enough to be uncomfortable? So they're going to sing this little chorus. Y'all can have your seat. Clap your hands for these people. Thank you for them coming up. They're going to sing this little chorus. And, um, and then we're going to preach. Amen. Go ahead, ladies. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. Now, come on. Join in with them if you mean it. You, I live yes, yes. to worship you. I live 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 to worship you. I
worship you. Go ahead and raise one hand. Just raise one hand if you really believe that. To worship you, I live. If you're talking to Jesus, to raise one hand. All right, y'all can wind it down, wind it on down, wind it down, wind it down. That's it, that's it. <laughs> See, when, some, when you stop singing words, that's, that's the opportunity for your spirit to start speaking to you, for the spirit of God to speak to you. Come on, hear something from God in your heart today. time one more time one more time oh. Oh. now drummer I need you to just keep that that little marching rhythm y'all can put y'all mics down and march on off oh. that's good that's good oh Welcome you, Holy Spirit. That little march is for you to come on in now. Come on in, Holy Spirit. And do the stuff that Pastor Don could never get done. Meet people in places where only you can meet them, God. We believe today, we believe today that no one will leave here the way they came, God. That the sick will leave healed that the broken emotionally will have a sense of your love like never before we believe today God we're done we're done we're done going to church meetings <laughs> we come to meet with God today to meet with the living God to believe something beyond what we can act, think or imagine Y'all just faded. Y'all guys, y'all brothers know how to do it. Just fade it. Just fade it. Come on, drummer. Do that thing now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ha. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for the privilege we have to acknowledge your presence. It's not like we're conjuring up. Because you already promised, if two or three will gather in your name, and we got at least a hundred some people, got to be at least two of us that are here because of you. So we believe you're here. And today, God, I have a divine expectation of you. Of you. Of what you'll do. An expectancy that today you want to take this moment and push us beyond ourselves. Lord, again, I pray for all of our friends and guests who are here. Who, again, this may be like over the top. Holy Spirit, would you comfort them in this place? But for those of us who committed to this local church, a part of our vision says there's no plan B. There's no plan B. We already be making all these proclamations and declarations. And so, God, we need you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Y'all know I like when you talk back to me. So, what's the series we've been on? 
armor of God. Amen. Praise God. Would you clap your hands for all the people who've spoken before me? They've done a fabulous job. Every one of them have done a fabulous job. Praise God. And um, I know I've been blessed uh, the times I've had the opportunity to be here on the um, various lessons. But today, um, before I get into my topic today, the topic today, specifically, I'm going to be speaking on is the breastplate of righteousness. It's all good, man. It's all good. Because it is, it's going to be that rough. It's going to be rough the whole time once I get into it. But at some point, see, you know, words like righteousness, holiness, and all of that, you know, those are not modern terms. We don't even say it anymore. We have problems. So I want to start with something that's in the Bible. Go ahead and touch your neighbor. That's the person beside you. And said he has a Bible in his hand. This is in the Bible. He, he is not making this up. <laughs> Somebody said, yes, indeed. I'm going to read from But in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'm going to read, I'm going to read the whole chapter. So whoever's uh, keep the time on me, I'm praying for you. Amen. God bless you. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. Hello? So I'm letting you know now, I'm not trying to pretend that I'm educated. See, I'm just just coming at you like a wild chicken eagles. That's an animal I made up. For I decided to know nothing among you. I decided, I decided, I decided. And those of you, most of you in here are smarter than me, especially on this side over here. A lot of smart people over here. Back there are some smart ones too. Oh, okay, yeah, some over here too. I'm sorry. Some over here too. But, but, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Paul was, was very brilliant. He was very brilliant. Now, I'm talking to the smart people now. Smart people. Y'all got to get this. Because this is how y'all get tricked. You get tricked. You get tricked. God wants to use your education, but he doesn't want your education to use you. He doesn't want your education to block you from the fullness of what God has. I'm telling you, don't you ever get it wrong. I love smart people. As a matter of fact, I wish I was smarter than I am. But at the end of the day, I want to do like Paul did. Look at this. Listen to this. For I decided. He didn't say he didn't know anything. He said, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. This is the issue of the American church today. We want Jesus plus. We need something else. And here's the one we need. We need to understand. If we don't understand it, we don't have to do it. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Ladies and gentlemen, that's where we're trying to go. We need more demonstrations of the spirit and in power. And don't panic. I am not talking about people swinging from the chandeliers. We don't even have any. I'm talking about people getting set free. I, 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 know, I mean, did you hear Makita's heart? Another shooting. Another shooting. The devil, in case you don't believe, I do believe in the devil. I just believe God is greater than him. So I'm not afraid to say I believe in the devil. 
but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. This stuff is in the Bible. I mean, I, I just read that from the Bible. Are you dependent upon the spirit and the power of God? And I'm not talking about when you had a church service. I'm going to say it again. I'm not talking about when you come up in here and do what you're doing now. Acting nice and wonderful. You know, you're just as hot as you can be right now. I wish Don would shut up. But you know not to do that at church. But you see, our world, our world, they, they could care less about what's happening here. As a matter of fact, they're probably talking all kind of junk about us. But you know that they, they go up in there and mess the robbers and up them crazy people every Sunday at 4 o'clock. I don't know what they do up in there. What do they be doing? What are we doing, people? And when we leave here, how do people know that whatever we was doing had value? Great. Tell you, I'm preaching now. I didn't even have that on the script. How do they know? How do they know? How do they know? Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. Although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. Still today, my friend, everything that try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God is going to come down. The one thing that you can stand on that's solid will be your relationship with Jesus Christ and your knowledge of him in every aspect of your life. Verse 7 says, But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Let's take a survey. Anybody here love the Lord? Is there anybody here who loves the Lord? Okay, we got a few. Do you know God got stuff for you that you couldn't even imagine? Have you even asked him what those things are? Have you sought him for those things? These things God has revealed to us through the spirit. For the spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. But here's verse 14. The natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God. For they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned if you get a chance read the whole chapter of first corinthians chapter two and once you finish reading it get on your face before god and say god i want to be more open to the things of the spirit and i'm gonna do a survey just so y'all can know that i'm not crazy i'm gonna do a survey Right now, and I just need one or two people to try to answer this question. Why should I sense a need to be more open to the things of the Spirit? Anybody want to take a shot at that? Okay, Kenny. I'm coming. I'm coming. You ready? Um... This summer, uh, it's a two-minute answer. Okay. Uh, uh, I spend a lot of time really trying to talk people into Jesus, and I consider myself fairly eloquent. But, you know, like, as much as I talk and as much as I argue, the thing that changes the heart is always the Spirit of God. And, you know, like, you can pursue worldly things, and you can find success in that. But if you want to see a real transformation, if you want to see the dead raised, you can't do that in a worldly way. It's not possible. All right. Clap your hands on that. All right. 
Again, remember the question. If you're not in line with the spirit, then you don't know what God wants to do. And if you are trying to convince someone to know God, you need to be in tune with God so you can give them a word from God and not from of yourself. Man, those are some good answers, but not the answer I'm looking for. Because the answer I'm looking for just needs to be so simple. Bible says, oh, that's a good one, you know. Not the answer I'm looking for. Huh? Jesus, all those are good. But, but I mean, remember the question. <sighs> that's good. All, I mean, I'm telling you, all those are good. But that's a real, real simple one. That, that, and I, and, I, and this, is, this is validating my point. Because we didn't go to that first. We didn't go to that first. This is what's validating my point. And it's in John chapter 4. It defines who he is. God is a spirit. I mean, you know, and we and we trying to relate to him in all these other ways. And don't panic, don't be mad at yourself, and don't get mad at me. Just just press into God on that. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Some translations don't put a. It's that God is spirit. We're trying to serve a spiritual God with everything but spiritual realities. We're open to all this other stuff, but being open to the things of his spirit. Jesus said, I'm going to check out. That's the urban translation. I'm out of here. But I'm going to leave you the spirit. And again, check this out. I love what David said. The Bible. Check, read the Bible and figure out what the Bible says about itself. Jesus said, these words I speak unto you, they are spirit. The letter on these pages will kill you. The spirit is make these words come alive. And so today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to well, read some scripture. And I promise you, I'm, I'm not even going to preach my message. Because I don't need to preach no message. As a matter of fact, you can do what I did. You can go on the internet and look up all the stuff I'm going to tell you because that's what I did. So, I mean, come on, man. They're perpetrating the fraud. You ain't brilliant. You ain't trying to be brilliant. The, the, the issue becomes, what will we do in application? We love this. We love this. As a matter of fact, man, I'm telling you, we are good at this. And our church is probably, you know, compared to some church, I mean, at least we let people make noise and stuff sometime in here. But other church, you know, I mean, we got to sit down, let the dude get up and do his little tricks. Do, 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 do your tricks, do your tricks, Mr. Preacher. And we pat him on the back. He feel good. He get a little paycheck. And you living the same way you've been living. But ain't nothing disrupted, so we good. I'm done with that. I'm done with it. And young people, let me tell you something. Don yelling and screaming ain't going to make nothing change. Now, just in case you think I'm tripping off of myself. No, I already know that. You ain't got to worry about it. As a matter of fact, you can come sit on my porch and tell me that in my face. You yelling at me, don't move me one bit, Don. And I'll just be, hey, okay, thank you. I'm looking for the people who are like, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to live for Jesus all the way. So, we've been going through this armor of God. All right, go ahead and put the, put the verse up. And um, I learned this from Pastor Doug. So, would you stand up, please? And we're going to read the scripture together. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore,
You can have your seat. Amen. No, no, that's all right. Don't worry, don't worry. Y'all can have be seated. Go ahead back. Go back. Go back. Go back, please. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. Whose armor is it? Come on, let me hear you. Let me hear you. Whose armor is it? All right. Come on, come on. I need, you, I need that to soak down inside of you. If you get a chance, she kind of did the overview. That should be up on YouTube. All right. I think Pastor Doug's Belt of Truth, that should be up. Go back and listen to those. Amen. You want to build on those things. Stand firm then. With the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Go ahead, go ahead ahead a few slides there. Let's see, can we get a picture of a breastplate? Oh, there we go. All right. Breastplate of righteousness. It's covering that front part, the primary part. Major organs are there. One of the things I just want to try to communicate in this is, is part of what can happen for us if we just, again, God, God will use our intellect. Amen? God will use our intellect, but we got to yield it over to him. Okay? And he'll use it. And see, so the breastplate, again, in a metaphor and a metaphor is like, okay, in the spirit realm, I have on this breastplate is protecting my heart, my digestive organs. That's a whole nother thing. What do you get when you eat the word of God? Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. What, how is your spiritual digestion? The breastplate is what's protecting that. And what that breastplate rec- represents in the spirit realm is righteousness. And see, that's the challenge for us. Righteousness. Righteousness. We cannot be followers of Jesus Christ and live any kind of way. But the way we overcome that is that we put on the breastplate of righteousness. Well, how do you do that? How do you put on the breastplate of righteousness? I want you to think about that yourself. How do you put on the breastplate of righteousness? And you need to have an answer for that. If you don't have an answer for that, why are you looking at me? Because I'm your pastor and I should have an answer for it, right? How would you think? But see, I could give you answers all day. The challenge is, will you actually make application to what you believe? And so I'm going to share some verses today that talk about righteousness that help expose us what God's expectancy is around righteousness. And and hopefully by the time I finish, you'll be recognizing that, wait a minute, this isn't that complicated. But it it does require me to position myself in such a way that this reality becomes reality in my life. Go ahead to the next uh, verse here. Let's see what we got. But since we belong to the day, I love that. I love that how that says that. Because that's another thing that, again, when I'm 57, I've been living this for a while. So I've been living longer than most of y'all. And that's the deal. What I figured out, the reason I can get up here and act all crazy like this, because it's for real. It's worked for me. And so one of the things I recognize is I only exist in today. Try to exist in tomorrow. Go ahead. Let me see you do it. And when you get to tomorrow, try to exist in the next day. You only exist in the here and now. 
And so the reality is, is when you grasp that, you recognize, guess who's with you in the here and now? The God of the universe is with you right now in this very moment. If two or three were gathered in his name, there he is in the midst. Greater is he that's in us. He's living inside of us. But guess what happened? That's church talk. That ain't church talk for me. In him we live and move and have our being. See, you thought I was alive today because I'm up here talking to you. I don't think so. I'm alive because I've trusted and believed in Jesus Christ. And he brought life into this mortal body. And see, not like you, but I had the experience of being in a coma. And them telling me I only had a 15% chance of survival and I didn't even know it. And now I'm up here talking to you. So I believe in the God who resurrects the dead. Two weeks ago, I went to a meeting to hang out with a young pastor who's becoming a new pastor i'm at the meeting i'm doing things good you know i am a little pentecostal so we had a little fun we sang some prophetic songs did all this kind of stuff after it was over i'm leaving young man said hey pastor don pastor coleman he said you don't know me correct i don't know you he says um do you know what i'm an x-ray technician so oh, you're an x-ray technician thinking okay that's good he says, weren't you sick a few years ago? I said, yeah, man, I was really sick. I almost died. He says, well, I came in your room and took the x-rays of your lungs. Oh, yeah. And when I took the x-rays of your lungs, I looked at the x-ray and I saw death. And I know what death looks like because I've taken a lot of x-rays. And I grabbed your hand and I prayed for you. And so tonight, for me to be at this service and see you up there, not just up there, but you up there singing. And I know what your lungs look like. And I'm thinking, come on, God. Eight years later, you're going to let me meet this man? to validate and affirm again that your power is what resurrected me, is what kept me. But here's the kicker to the whole story. My pretty little wife right here, she came to that meeting kicking and screaming, oh, you always got to go to all these meetings all the time. (laughs) Always want to go to some meeting. Every time I look, you going to a meeting. So I said, I said, bro, I said, bro, hold on, young brother. Hold on, young brother. I, let me get my wife over here. <laughs> Bring that sister right on over. I want her to hear it from your lips, bro. <laughs> She's been talking about it ever since. And so, again, you, you may see my craziness, my yelling, my screaming, my, you know, I'm I angry at you. I'm angry at the devil. And we got to get serious about things of the spirit and moving in the things of the spirit so that we can help one another be free from the mess that he's put on us. Because our God is in the healing business. If you're sick today, praise God, if you're sick today, there were people when we prayed yesterday, there are people who feel like God has anointed them to pray for the sick. If you're sick today, come and let me know and we'll find one of them and get them to pray for you. But what if they pray for me and I don't get better? You are already sick. Help me out. See, that's the foolishness. That's the negativity of the enemy. That's the negativity of the enemy. What if it don't work? Why do we even think that way? That's him. That's him. And so we put on this armor of righteousness and we realize this. We're in today. Let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate. So this is another place where Paul uses the term breastplate, just like he uses in Ephesians. But in this time, he says the breastplate of faith and love. Again, if you go do some research on the breastplate, the breastplate is also a part of a larger piece of armor called, called a corslet, which also has a back part to it. People who press into Revelation believe Paul here, when he says putting on faith and love as a breastplate, is still speaking of the breastplate of righteousness, but faith and love are divinely connected to righteousness. Your righteousness is because of your faith in, no, faith, I'm sorry, it was country talking, you thought I said in, I said in, faith in, (laughs) 
Oh, learn how to talk and people won't get mixed up. Faith in Jesus, that is correct. Your faith in Jesus and the fact that you love God and God loves you. See, the love piece in righteousness is this. If you love me, keep my commandments. The breastplate of faith and love. Go ahead to the next verse. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Our righteousness is not something we have to conjure up. It's not, it's not like we're making ourselves righteous. Because if that was the case, we'd be in trouble. I mean, we'd literally be in trouble. And I'm just talking about me. I'm just talking about me, man. I'd be like jacked up if my righteousness was depend on me being perfect 24-7. The girl you heard my wife did a big grunt on that. Like, mm, that brother ain't no, nowhere near that. I'm on, I mean, that's real. See, that's, and that's, that's the other thing I love about Mike Flynn. Man, you, if you got any sense that Christian leaders are like these perfect people, you've been duped. You've been duped. Read the Bible. We live by faith just like you. My righteousness is only because of what Jesus has done. And how I live my life is by the grace and the mercy of God. Now you're right. You ain't seeing me running no women and all that. If you did run from this church quick. If I'm that stupid. But I got stuff. But I ain't worrying about it because I came by your bathroom. You got stuff. And you won't even own the toilet. You stink. Come on. Let's just keep it real. Stop the madness. And so what this is about, this is about a righteousness that comes from faith in Jesus Christ. Are you living out your faith in Jesus Christ? When I ask people that you regularly interact with, tell me one of the most important things about that person. Where would they say the name of Jesus about you? And I ain't talking about church people. I'm talking about other people you know. Do they know that you've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ? Well, they, they, they might think I'm crazy. They already do. And what they want to see is, do you really believe what you say you believe? How many of you all football fans? Any New York Giant fans here? You see, see that? Unashamed. They one in six. Unashamed. <laughs> Ain't no shame. Ah! That's what we got to be about Jesus. And he's undefeated. He has a perfect season every year. Perfect season every year. Perfect season every year. Who you, who, who you for? Jesus. No. Come on, man. Cassandra newly wed over there. I see you. That's right. Murdered now. Yeah, I got a little husband now, boy. That's right. Go ahead to the next verse. Go ahead to the next verse. All right, come on. I'm, I'm going to zoom on out here. Zoom, yeah. Hurry, come on, Don. But seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. The breastplate of righteousness. You want to wear it. You want to seek after it. And the way you seek after it is basically by receiving it. You receive it. You receive it from Jesus. You put your faith in Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Keep going. That's good. I'll keep rolling. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Come on. Do you believe that? That stuff is in the Bible, man. First to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. The righteousness of God is revealed. As you spend time in the word, as you spend time in the gospels, you will re righteousness will be revealed to you. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. You see this righteousness? This righteousness is by faith. This righteousness is by faith. This righteousness is by faith. 
the shield of righteousness. The shield of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness, I'm sorry. This breastplate of righteousness. This breastplate of righteousness. It's by faith. Go ahead. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given. This righteousness is given. This righteousness is given. This righteousness is given. It's given. When something is given to you, what do you need to do when something is given to you? Oh boy, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. I know his sister too. God bless the brother. Let's receive it. No, we're laughing, but that's us. That's us. That's us. God is like, here's the breastplate of righteousness. And we're like, oh, I'm too messed up. That's the Presbyterians. Oh, God, I'm so horrible. I'm just so messed up, God. Oh, God, I'm so horrible. I'm just a messed up thing. They say that in church. That's how we all do. At church, we messed up. We get out there, we full of P-R-I-D. Holy, holy, holy am I. And God says, who are you fooling? But at some point, you got to receive it by faith. Your righteousness is because of what Jesus has done. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. What do you have to do? What do you have to do? What do you have to do? There is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is in the Bible. Newsflash. God is not surprised by your sin. As a matter of fact, that's the foolishness of all of this. That he knows how jacked up we are. Yet he died. Great day. That's pretty serious. I mean, you know, I can get, okay, I'm going to die for their sins, and then nobody's going to sin anymore. You know, that's like worth it. Like, boom, great days. I die for their sins, now nobody sins anymore. No, I'm going to die for their sins, and they're going to keep on sinning. But my love is greater than their sin. Shall we continue in sin? God forbid. I pray for anyone in here who woke up today and that was your number one song on your iPod. iPad. I, I don't know. Earpad. Earpod. I don't know. You know the stuff. Whatever that thing is you put in your ear. Your number one song was, can't wait to sin today. I can't wait to sin today. I just love sinning, Lord. I just love sinning, Lord. Was that on yours, Erica? No, it wasn't on that at all. Probably what was on yours, Erica, because I know you, was, Lord, Be merciful to me today, Lord. Be merciful to me today. Give me grace to live in your righteousness today, Lord. Give me grace to live in your righteousness today. That's all God wants. You don't have to try to fool him because he already knows. And let me tell you what pissed the devil off. You know what makes the devil mad? That God loves you through your sin. is the devil off yet we run from it versus receive it put on the breastplate of righteousness and when you're wearing that breastplate of righteousness you're going to be quick to confess your sin that's all that's all that's going to happen all right, I'm done. Um, I guess the band can come on. Come on, band. Go ahead. Come on. That'll get me going. Go ahead. Let's look at it. Let me do it. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Go ahead to the next verse. Don't go to your mics. Just stand on the stage. Okay? Thank you very much. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement. Drummer, y'all can go to y'all's. Go to your positions, but the singers just stay right there. To be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time. 
to demonstrate his righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness is for today. It's for now. What Jesus done thousands of years ago is alive and available to us right now. This breastplate needs to be worn. Go ahead. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Next, next, next slide. Nor, um, t- uh, tell me the name of this. What verse is this? What verse? Y'all got it over there? Nope, they don't have it. All right, good. Nor can the gift of God be compared with the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. You see, my friend, this breastplate of righteousness is there for us. God has a plan for us. God is so for us. Go ahead, next one, quickly, quickly, quickly. Romans 5, 16 through 18. For if by the trespass of one man, death reigned through that one man. Who was that one man? That was Adam. Thank you very much. How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness? What is it? 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 What do you have to do with a gift? What do you have to do with a gift? Thank you, Erica, waking up there. Receive it. Receive it. Receive the breastplate of righteousness. Wear it proudly with humility. That's pretty cool, isn't it? God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Quickly, next one. Go ahead, next one. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. See, that's what I was telling you earlier. I have life in this mortal body because of what Jesus has done, not because my heart is pumping blood. So you'll get that next week. Yeah, you're right. Until it's that real to us, we keep allowing our humanity to tell us what our spirituality really is. Versus allowing our spirituality to tell our humanity who we really are. Great day, I'm preaching now, buddy. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Whenever your body becomes the primary identity of who you are, you've been tricked. The Bible says you were born again. You didn't go back in your mama's womb. So what got born again? It's spirit. It's spirit. Great day. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Because of his spirit who lives in you. I'm alive because of the spirit of God that lives inside of me. Next slide. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness. Of righteousness. See, the kingdom of God is even rooted in righteousness. This right standing we have with God, this right relationship we have with God, is all rooted in the fact that Jesus did what he did to set us free. And now we wear this blessed plate of righteousness. Peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ... In this way, it's pleasing to God and receives human approval quickly. Go ahead, next one. Go back, I'm sorry. Rather, this is talking about Christian leaders. Y'all can go ahead and get to the mics. Go ahead. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. In great endurance and troubles, hardships and distresses and beatings, imprisonments and riots and hard work, sleepless nights and in hunger, Impurity, understanding, patience, and kindness in the Holy Spirit and in sincere love, in truthful speech and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and the left. Of course, that was Paul talking as an apostle, as one of the leaders. And in his life, he got to the point where Righteousness became a weapon. Not just armor to protect, but a weapon. You see, God has given us this righteousness. And wherever you are today, you respond. We're going to do communion, but as you respond to this message, maybe you know 
you haven't been wearing the breastplate of righteousness. Maybe you know you just haven't been receiving righteousness. How do you know? Because you know you just just you know you know your life. And you know you haven't been trusting God for that righteousness in your life. Just come to the altar and receive it afresh today. Just say, Lord, I receive my breastplate of righteousness afresh today. Father, I thank you today. I thank you for the power of who you are. I thank you for your purposes and your plans for us. I thank you that the breastplate of righteousness will be worn by your people like never before. That faith and love will be alive as a breastplate also. We believe today, God. As we enter into a greater level of spiritual living and spiritual warfare and spiritual awareness, we need to have on the right armor. Thank you for this series. Thank you that today we choose to receive the best plate of righteousness. Christ's name, amen. Uh, Elder David is going to lead us in communion. But as again, I say, even while he's doing that, you can respond to the altar. Amen. Hey, while we um, prepare for communion, um, I just want to share a couple of words. Um, you know, in the Bible, there are various types of literary forms. Um, you got kind of wisdom texts like Proverbs. You got poetry like Psalms. You have um, uh, Paul writes a letter that's kind of like an argument um, that follows kind of a, uh, a path of logic in Romans. And so, um, just like in the Bible has various literary forms, preaching also has different, different types of uh, forms. And what you just experienced was Pastor Don just went through the Bible and, and um, just spoke a lot about righteousness in the various forms. And so if you were looking for a Romans type of experience, um, you're going to miss it. But um, just like Proverbs where you got all these wisdom literature where it says like this is how you apply this is how you apply this is how you apply so what i want to do is um the reality of this is is that in essence what pastor don was believing is that if you just read the bible and then allow the spirit to speak to people god will say whatever it is that he needs to say to you so if we would just take, I'm going to set my alarm and we're just going to take one minute of silence just so out of all of the different things, the, the, the wisdom of the scripture that Pastor Don just put out, we're going to uh, spend a little time and just see what, what's that one thing that God wants us to do in response to the word. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would uh, seal these things in our hearts, uh, help us to take action, uh, to to continue to cultivate uh, the word that um, you want to speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. There are two disciplines that I have um, when it comes to just uh, trying to put in new disciplines in my life. Uh, or um, responding to the word. One is, if you write something down, it increases your ability uh, just to do it. Something happens in your mind if you write something down. The second thing is if you tell somebody else. And so everything that's important for me to do, I try to write it down. I try to tell somebody else. And so I just want to encourage you, um, of whatever it was that the, the Spirit uh, led you to, to do, I want to encourage you to uh, write it down, and I want you to encourage you to also to tell somebody. What's so beautiful um, about righteousness is what we're about to do right now in communion. Uh, Jesus, uh, right before he was about to be betrayed um, by all of his friends, not just some of them, but all of his friends. Uh, He was about to be crucified and he um, had this Passover meal. and, And this is 
this is what he says. He says, um, for I, what I received from the Lord, I pass on to you. Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And part of the reason why God wanted us to, Jesus wanted us to remember this, is that he willfully allowed himself to be broken uh, in the time of his greatest betrayal. So that helps us to know that at times when we aren't righteous, God did this for this reason. And since he knew he was about to be crucified, he said this. He said, this is my cup, which is the new covenant. In my blood, do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And for whenever you eat and drink this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so this pouring out of blood is a symbol to remind us that it's not our righteousness, but it's uh, Christ's righteousness that makes the difference. So if the Spirit is convicting you in this moment, uh, take this communion as a reminder of what it is that Jesus has done. Um, if you're a person that's uh, not a Christian, it's totally fine that you don't take communion. If you just want prayer, we could just uh, um, you could come up here for prayer. Um, if you have a uh, gluten allergy or intolerance, there's uh, some uh, wafers that are up here. So if you would, all the servers, if you, could you come on up? And as the, um, the prayer team, if you could go to the sides. If you want prayer for anything, uh, we just make it available. And you can come up here by yourself and pray. There will be some people on the sides that will pray. And just come on up for uh, communion. Uh, you can start now.
the table by my side Oh, and meet with me Come and meet with me So meet with me Meet with me Come receive the bread of life At the table by my side Receive the bread, the bread of life at the table by my side. Oh, and meet with me. Come receive the bread of life at the table by my side. Oh, and meet with me. Jesus Christ 
and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. And you guys are free to go, but you're also free to stay and worship the Lord in his presence. I um, I had a vision while they were singing that song. And um, so me and Kenny are going to be up here to give big fathers hugs. If you just want a hug from your father, if you just want to come into your father's arms, if you just want to ex- just just prophetically experience that, me and Kenny will be up here. Both of us are big guys. We believe God's arms are like huge. But we would love to give you a God hug. And I believe something was going to transfer in your life because you thought that, man, I really would like a hug from God. We'll do that for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. So yes, stay. Pray if you want to stay. Pray. Receive Father's love hugs from uh, Don and, and Kenny. Um, but also, if you're going, you can go. You're free. You got to get your kids, I think. Um, that's it. That's all I have to say.